We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome back to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Shula Newman. Retirement Day is looming for our next guest. That's Jim Weddle. He's spent his entire career at Edward Jones, the financial services firm that's based in De Pere and is one of the largest employers in St. Louis. For the past 12 years, Jim has been managing partner. So, Mr. Weddle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I are afternoon now. Um, I have to ask a question that you probably get a lot, but uh, how many classic cars do you have? <laughs> probably way more than I uh, than I need. Um, I have a very understanding wife, <laughs> and she's very supportive of my uh, of my car hobby. I own about forty different cars. Wow. Yeah. Do, do you have a favorite? Well, if I had a favorite, I wouldn't own 40. Um, <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Whichever one I'm driving is usually the one that I say is my favorite. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and how did this get started exactly? You know, back when I was uh, real little, my brother and I uh, and my folks would uh, would tell the story. We'd be sitting in the back seat of the car on the family vacation driving somewhere, and we'd be playing the game, I can name that car before you can. Uh-huh. So it's been one of these things that I've been interested in for years and years and years. Well, that's fantastic. I actually have an acquaint- a friend who um, can identify a car by its taillights. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's great. But let's talk about the real reason that you're sure. here. Um, uh, you are facing retirement. Edward Jones, as I understand it, has a mandatory retirement policy. We do. We have great governance in place. Yeah, I've been with the firm 42 years, uh, and this is the 13th year as, as managing partner. But in, no later than the year when you turn 65. At the end of that year, uh, we have a requirement that the that the partners retire. Forces the the preparation, the identification uh, of the uh, the next generation of leadership. I think it's one of the reasons we're still here. Almost a hundred years after we were founded. And succession planning, they say, is a very important part of any Critically company's important. success. So would you want to retire if you didn't have to? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Stacy and I have uh, uh, three, um, we like to say, uh, w- wonderful kids and four perfect grandchildren. Um, we uh, we like to travel. Um, I'm on two nonprofit boards, uh, Barnes Jewish Hospitals Board and the uh, Board for United Way of Greater St. Louis, and uh, looking forward to putting more time into all of those things. Cool. Um, I want to talk more about your career, but I have to say uh, the market has been very jittery lately. It has. And um, your business is all about investment yes, and the market. So I have to ask what you think about what is happening and are we are we due for another recession? Well, you know, we, uh, we've had a 10-year bull market. Yeah. Um, the economy has been growing, still is. There's positive growth in the U.S. economy. But there are a lot of concerns right now. And the volatility, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been certainly attention-grabbing. Um, you have to look at the reasons why people would be concerned. The markets don't like uncertainty, and there's uncertainty right now in terms of how quickly the Federal Reserve might raise interest rates. The trade and the tariff issues that are in the news almost daily, China and others. There's slowing economic growth in Europe and some other markets. The U.S. market is still positive, and earnings are still very good. But all those things kind of come together, and with the electronic ability to enter trades, very, very quickly with the 24-hour nature of our news cycle, um, I think volatility is probably here to stay. So here to stay is in 
the next 10 years or just the next year? Or <laughs> I think we're going to have to get used to seeing uh, a little bit broader swings in the market on a daily basis. But, you know, yesterday was a, a great example. Right. You know, the market was off. The, the Dow was down about 400 points, two hours to go in the, in the trading day. It went up and it finished 200 points to the positive. Um, good reason why we recommend to our clients, don't time the market. Uh, focus on your long-term goals. Put your, your plan in place. Get a high-quality, uh, diversified portfolio in place that's going to get you where you, you want to be uh, over a long period, multi-year period of time, and, uh, and be patient. That's, I was going to ask you what you advised people. Absolutely. So, that's great. So um, so I do want to go back, though, to 2006 when you were named managing yep. partner. Um, and uh, from my understanding, Edward Jones was um, having a bit of a rough time. Uh, they were emerging from a bit of a scandal. Um, there were brokers leaving and uh, saying the company just wasn't very technologically um, forward thinking. Yeah. Um, a lot of criticism. But you that didn't that didn't scare you, evidently. So what did you do? Oh, heavens no. At that point, I had already been with the firm for 35 years. Um, I respect our values so, so much. The business model that delivers tremendous uh, value to our clients through a relationship with the financial advisor, uh, none of that had, had changed. Yeah, we had come through a, uh, a regulatory uh, inquiry and, and uh, that I think quite honestly benefited not just our firm um, at the end of the day, but benefited the, uh, the industry as well. We all needed to do a better job of disclosing um, how we charge, what we charge, when we charge. And that, that is still a focus of, of regulatory developments today. But we, uh, we moved on and, uh, you know, we, we had a, a, a very, very good uh, set of results in, in 2006 and seven, And then, of course, the wheels came off with the Great Recession. Right, which I definitely want to get to. But I'm yeah. curious also because the rumors were that there wasn't even email uh, in 2006, company there was wide? not. Yeah, we had internal email, but not to the outside. And and the concern was at the time, we had the technological ability to enable email with our clients, um, but we weren't as confident in the security of that email system as we wanted to be. So as soon as we locked down the security side of it, which was just a year or two after that, we put it in place, and uh, we have heavied up on our uh, technology and, and our investments in that hundreds of millions of dollars, almost on an annual basis for the last dozen years. Years. And I would say today uh, we're a leader in, in the technology. We were the first major firm to put texting capability in place. Did it almost four years ago. And now with our clients, you think, well, texting is easy, except you have to be able to archive the texting. You have to, to again, make sure that, that uh, enabling that, that uh, functionality doesn't jeopardize the security of the system uh, and the information that we have with our clients. You've even invested in some of the local startups that are in the financial tech industry. Isn't we it? have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're very supportive of that. Um, you know, they, they could be uh, potentially great job generators for the greater St. Louis community, but we're also getting some terrific ideas in terms of the future of technology and what we might be able to put in place for our clients. Right. right. So, okay. So, Gunna, let's go back. Sure. Things are going well. 2006, banner year. Then along comes 2008. Um, first of all, did you see it coming? No, I don't think anybody saw it coming. Um, there were excesses in the marketplace, to be sure. Uh, mortgages had been uh, issued by a lot of the banks that weren't properly collateralized. People had been uh, given loans without uh, the background information that would typically have right. been required. Um, there were a lot of excesses in the market as well, a lot of speculation going on. And uh, at that point in time, we were probably ripe for a, a, a bit of a recession. Uh, we had more than a bit of one. We <laughs> 
had a massive one with a near meltdown of the financial system. But uh, the, the Federal Reserve stepped up, flushed the system with uh, liquidity. Um, there was coordination amongst the major uh, banking centers around the world, and uh, we all worked our way through it. So what did you do as a company? Yeah, well, number one, we hadn't participated in a lot of the riskier investments. Uh, we work with serious long-term individual investors. Um, so the day traders, the speculators, and, and that sort of thing, we we just cannot meet their needs. So we don't even open those accounts to try to serve them. Um, the the quality investments that, that, uh, that we recommend, um, yep, they all went down because uh, everything was going down at the same time, but they recovered more quickly. Um, our clients were not leveraged. Uh, we don't recommend margin trading at all uh, for, for any of our clients. Um, but, you know, we worked through it as a, as a firm. Your revenues went down, your profits went down. But I'm so very proud of the fact that we did not resort to layoffs. Uh, you know, the biggest cost for any firm, ours included, people. About 50% of our, of our operating expenses are salaries and benefits. Um, and we made the decision as a partnership. We're privately owned. We're owned by the men and the women that do the work at our firm. We weren't going to lay anybody off, and we didn't. And I'm very proud of that. But that had to have required sacrifice. Oh, for, it was huge. And, yeah. And yet that was everybody. I mean, I guess people would rather have a job than be laid off, even well, if it wasn't. Uh, we, we made the decision. I say we. The management committee got together and we said, OK, we've got to cut a lot of expenses. And we did. We took about 10 percent of our of our operating expenses out of the business pretty quickly. But we uh, we also uh, communicated very broadly to everyone who was a part of our firm at the time. That would have been over 30,000 individuals. We've got you. Your job is secure. Just keep doing your work and, and contributing to, the, to the, the, the great experience that we can provide to our clients. We're not going to lay you off. We're not going to have any force reductions or anything of the kind. Now, bonuses are going to go away. We're going to put a headcount cap in place. We're not going to continue to add or to grow in the, in the home offices. But we're going to work through this together. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was one of those cultural uh, tipping points where you either live your values. And one of our values is we respect and appreciate the contributions of every associate that's a part of our firm. Or you don't. And um, glad that we were able to work through it that way. And, of course, that none of that is still in place. So, that's right. Luckily. Um, so I'm... I think of Edward Jones, as you said, it's been in St. Louis for a hundred and how many years? We were founded in 1922. Wow, 1922. So, um, so not quite years, 100 yep. years, almost 100 years. Um, but we have seen in St. Louis a lot of Fortune 500 companies leave mm -hmm. or get taken over. Um, I'm wondering why Edward Jones is still here. We love St. Louis. We love being headquartered in this community and being an active part of the community. Um, you look at what we have here in St. Louis, and I don't think we give ourselves anywhere near the credit that we should. We've got a world-class symphony. We've got the Fox Theater. You've got the Science Center and the Art Center and a great zoo uh, for for. Uh, people to enjoy. You've got Washington University and St. Louis University and, and Webster and Maryville, wonderful source and, and, uh, and supply of, of incredibly high quality talent. We like being located here. But the, so the cynic in me, though, wonders if uh, your company hasn't also received some sort of benefit from choosing not to locate elsewhere? No, uh-uh. We, we, well, when you, when you build new buildings and you create new jobs, you get a little bit of, of tax benefit from doing so. Quite honestly, we haven't uh, we haven't built any new buildings in several years. We continue to add uh, employment here in St. Louis. Added several hundred this last year, but we have a Western headquarters in Tempe, Arizona, and we have a Canadian headquarters just outside of Toronto. But the largest portion of our home office uh, associates, about six thousand strong, are right here in St. Louis. So, um, 
speaking of St. Louis, you started to sing its praises, the symphony. Everybody, whenever you ask anybody what makes St. Louis great, they say, <laughs> oh, the symphony, the zoo, the museum. Um, but, you know, St. Louis is still, um, I think a lot of people feel very insecure about the growth rate of St. Louis. Yeah. And um, I'm wondering when you look sort of, I guess, with a financial eye, with an investment eye at St. Louis, what do you see as its strongest asset or is it at risk? You know, I think we've got a wonderful educational system. You look at the uh, the, the, the uh, public school systems uh, across the, the region, um, graduation rates are very, very high. Now, St. Louis public schools are recovering from a, a low point a, a few years ago. But, uh, you know, we, we uh, uh, raised our family living in Webster Groves. Um, one of our kiddos went to, to Webster um, High School uh, and then on to Webster University. Uh, another went to a, a, one of the, the private high schools and went to Washington University. All the kids, by the way, lived on campus. That was part of the deal. Mom and dad couldn't just drop by. But they all went to, to college right here in, uh, in St. Louis. Um, we've got a, a, a terrific educational um, uh, set of, of institutions that really, I think, raise the quality of life and in, in living in, in St. Louis. You've got all the cultural uh, opportunities that you can possibly hope for. you got the Cardinals, you got the Blues, and no, we don't have the Rams anymore, but that's okay. Mm. Um, I grew up in Chicago, and St. Louis has everything that Chicago could offer without a lot of the congestion. So, uh, so you don't feel like the, I mean, because you're talking about Webster Groves, which is yeah. a great school district, Sure, but you know, go up to um, Riverview Gardens, oh, which yeah. also is clunky. Different situation. Right. So, do you think that the um, the the fractured nature of government in St. Louis is at all a hindrance to the regions being oh, able to I, really I think it, it, it leads to some duplication and some inefficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's a lot of pride in those communities, and they don't want to. Um, uh, give up their their identity in in terms of their their local governance or their or their school systems and and police forces and all the rest. I think there might be an opportunity to work towards a better coordination over time. But uh, holy cow, you are so far outside my area of expertise at this point. Fair enough. Fair enough. Then I will um, go back to your career sure. I, because the other thing that has struck me about it is um, you started as an intern. I did, and ended up leading the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does not seem like an obvious, I mean, I don't know of an intern that can say, oh, I'm going to land in a company, stay with it for 40 years and <laughs> walk out his head. How did that happen? Well, I, I was getting my MBA at Washington University. Uh, I had the opportunity to uh, also intern at Edward D. Jones and Company, as we were known at the time. We've lost the D today. But um, uh, started out in the research area. I thought I wanted to be a research analyst. Um, learned three things very quickly uh, as an intern. Loved the industry, loved the firm, didn't like research. But I wanted to get out onto the where, where I would say the rubber meets the road, where the financial advisor is sitting across the desk from their from their client and helping them to the, that client to achieve what's most important to them. Send the kids to college, retire in in uh, comfort and, and security, uh, leave a legacy for the for the kids, for the church, for the community. And I thought, you know what, I want to get out there. I want to be in the field. So as soon as I graduated, went through the training program, passed all the licensing exams, went out and built a, a practice in the middle of Indiana county seat community and uh, enjoyed doing that. Uh, was there about seven years and then had the opportunity to come back into the home office helping to run the, the financial advisor training program. But I moved through a variety of different roles and responsibilities and over the years, yeah, you learn to, to love the, the business and love the firm and uh, was fortunate enough in, in 2006 to be offered the opportunity to become managing partner. So is there any specific advice tactics that a young person who is 
still learning the ropes, but falls in love with the industry the way that you did, yep. that you could give them to move up? Yeah, number one, find something that you're really, really passionate about, that you really enjoy doing every day. If you're going to work every day, that's going to be a short career. But if you're going to do something that you feel good about, that you feel is important, that you really enjoy, you're going to have a passion and energy for it. Um, do your best every single day. Uh, surround yourself with terrifically talented people. Um, always take the blame, but, uh, but share the credit um, and keep focused on your long-term goals as an individual investor, as a firm. Um, that's what's worked for us over the years, worked for myself and in, in my career, and uh, so fortunate to have done so. Great. So um, you are handing off the company to yep. Penny Pennington. Um, what can you tell me about her? Ah, oh, Penny is terrific. Penny has been with our firm a little over 19 years right now. She came to us from a successful banking She's career. She's a short timer compared to you. Short timer, yeah, yeah 19 years. Um, she lived uh, up near Detroit in Livonia, Michigan, Built a, uh, came to us as a financial advisor just as, uh, as I started out, um, built a successful practice, good clientele, successful branch for us. I asked her to come into the home office in 2006. Uh, my role had just changed, and I was uh, looking for the right people to, uh, to help lead the organization. Penny has now led three or four different divisions over the last um, uh, 12 years, and uh, she's been on our management committee and my executive committee for the last several. She is absolutely the right person in the right place at the right time to lead us going forward. She's a brilliant, brilliant gal. And she's um, one of the few women to take over a financial services company. She is, yeah. Well, very so. proud of that as well. Mm -hmm. That's great. So uh, I have to ask the um, obvious retirement question, but uh, what is next for you? Are, are you staying in St. <laughs> Louis? Are you um, We are traveling? absolutely staying in St. Louis because our, our kids and our grandkids are here. Um, we, uh, we're, we're looking forward to spending more time with them. I want to be helpful to the firm, but I'm going to stay out of the way uh, as, as well. So I'm going to do some meetings and some conferences and whatnot. But uh, I'm the chairman of the board of Orange Jewish Hospital. I'm also on the BJC's board. I'm very involved with the United Way on their board and, and executive committee. Um, looking forward to, uh, to, to spending and investing more time with them as well. Um, want to give back to the community. I uh, have always enjoyed doing so. But, uh, you know, beyond that, I'm going to get up a little later and work out a little more. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to having some fun as well. Those are some good goals. Um, well, Jim Weddle, thank you very much for taking the time to um, talk with us and, and good luck in your retirement. Thank you, Shula. I appreciate it very much. You're welcome. You're listening to St. Louis on the Air on 90.7 KWMU.